Welcome to the Rise Up Network. I'm your host, James Carmody. The Rise Up Network is committed to sharing those stories of America's servant leaders, those men and women that are out there in the community, in the marketplace, making a difference. I have a fantastic servant leader, female business owner, president and CEO of Copia Wealth Management in studio with me, Elizabeth Dawson. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me back. Welcome back. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, it's it's a wonderful thing to start the new year off on the right, you know, on the right footing. Thank you. Well, I appreciate it. And I, you know, we talked about this before, but you know, your passion for educating people and finding you know the right pathway for them. We're going to cover a lot, but sure. for our network that may may not be familiar with you, give a little bit of background. You know, where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? What what had you choose this career? Gosh, that's a long journey conversation. I think we might have had it on the show once before. So if anybody heard this once before, you know, <laughs> uh, please forgive me. But uh, yes, I was born in Riverside, California. Believe it or not, when yep. uh, 1970, my 50th birthday is coming up this next month, which is amazing to me. Great, I can't happy believe, birthday! Yeah, thanks. I can't believe I'm going to be half a century. So I'm having a hard time dealing with it. But I'm, I decided I'm going to celebrate it more than I'm going to be dreading Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. I always say we get better with age. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they tell me. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so uh, when my parents um, decided to move to San Diego, I was four years old. Um, they, my mother was an immigrant from Vienna, Austria, mm. and uh, came from a very hard work ethic, as well as my father, who's Italian. He's from New York, and uh, we, you know, we had our family. So had an older sister, had a younger sister, and uh, throughout that journey of life, you know, my my best friend was my older sister, and mm. there's a lot of life happening in there too. But sure. But uh, I'm grateful every day for those experiences with those those family members, just because uh, it uh, raised me in a different way than any other education could. Uh, sure. So so love, support. You know, I think life is all about love. I think life is all about you know experiences and and doing good things for good people. So. With my journey when I was growing up here in San Diego, uh, I've been here pretty much all my life. Uh, okay. In my early 20s, I, I moved to New Jersey with Nordstrom, and I was there for you know two, almost three years, and I grew up with the company very, very quickly, very fast, and that was my first career was Nordstrom for a little over 10 years as a, a salesperson, went into management, went into buying, and just all kinds of crazy. So uh, my one my one goal that I wanted to do was be a store manager. I was in charge of the store a lot, but it wasn't something that uh, was in the books for me or in mm. the cards for me. Yeah, I had had uh, two children at that point, and uh, my youngest had some complications. So I needed to go on the journey to find my my next career, if you will. Um, I interviewed. It was kind of a strange thing because I had so much responsibility at the time. You know, not just being a career person as as a buyer, but uh, which was a big responsibility. But finding time for uh, the duties of being a mom, you know, sure. and also uh, being a wife, and and they were difficult. You know, that's what we call life happens, right? Yeah. Uh, I didn't have the education from from necessarily family about you know even employee benefits at that time. Oh, you have to have health insurance. Thank goodness I did, since my son was in intensive care for, you know, over a month. Yeah, you know, this wow. was this was amazing. But I actually kind of got some of my first education when I was in those years about the financial decisions that I had to make. Mm. So some of those financial decisions were, gosh, how do I, you know, how much life insurance do I have? It's a benefit on my group benefits, but what's it for? Right. What no does this idea. mean? Do I need it? Yeah. How much do I need? Yeah. And then they were telling me, oh, you need disability income protection. I go, well, what is it? Right. What is it? What does it cover? What is it? What does it mean? They're like, well, you know, we can't tell you. Oh. Uh, what? 
So from a corporate America kind of standpoint, they really couldn't tell you. But there was a thing that they had talked about, which was a 401k. We had profit sharing back at that time, too, when I was with the company. And uh, 401k means you have to put money into it on a pre-tax basis. Hmm. Well, what's interesting about that is I didn't understand why. I knew I had to plan for retirement. But gosh, from my 20s, you know, I think I started with Nordstrom when I was 19, left when I was 28-ish. And I'd been there for you know 10 years. I'm going, well, why do I need all these things? Well, I couldn't have been more grateful to have the health insurance for when yeah. I had my children. Yeah. Uh, but I had someone that kind of pulled me to the side. I don't know if she's still there at this point. I won't say her name. But she pulled me to the side and she goes, you know, we can't tell you, but this is what my husband and I do. So she told me a little bit about life insurance. Okay. She wasn't in the financial services industry. She was in HR. She goes, we can't have the liability of telling you what these things are. Right. So when I was going through this process, and even along that process as well, I had been introduced to the opportunity to purchase a HUD foreclosure home. So ah, by the time I was 23, kay. I actually had purchased my first home. Uh, there was a lot of different pieces. So all these different yeah. influencers, if you will, influen influential people, uh, the person that was at the HR conversation meeting, that, that person that was telling us instead of renting for what you're going to rent, why don't you buy? And we're like, oh, we're not in the market. We, I, we, we have no mean? money to do right. any things. We don't have a, you know twenty to $50,000 to put down on a house. These were people that were so precious and important to me because they showed me the way. They showed me yeah. an opportunity and uh, working all those years with finance, with literally other people's money in the bottom line of a big company, which I still love Nordstrom, I'll still go there. Yep. But it took me to a different place because when I was transitioning from when my son was sick, which mm. today you meet him, you would never know. He's 21, almost 22. He's a oh, strapping young man, very successful. He's doing his thing. He lives in another state, which I miss him terribly, but I'm so proud of him. It's great. Uh, graduated college really, really early. Three years, he was like, I'm done, Mom. I go, okay. So wow. now he's working for Boeing, and obviously we hear Boeing in the news, so he, he's plugging along, but I Fantastic. think that he'll be able to do things for a long period of time. So with that transition, trying to find my next career, I was looking for something. I didn't know. I dealt with finance. I'm always crunching numbers, billions of dollars, and what am I going to do? So I answered this one ad, and it was for management because I understood management. Okay, go into management. Well, I go and I meet with the general agent for MetLife right okay. here and actually I think this building. It's okay. kind of interesting all those years ago, 21 years ago. All right. Uh, it was an interesting conversation. And he goes, well, you know, do you understand this? Do you not? I knew nothing. They're like, oh, we're going to put you through this assessment test. We're going to, you know, you got to go get your life license. You need to get your securities licenses. And we're going to have a mentor for you. Okay. So I had this mentor, and it was amazing because I was put through this program called the Million Dollar Roundtable. Hmm. I'm still a part of it today. And it was where I had a mentorship. I mean, I had been in a career position 10 years, right? Hmm. Come into this, I had no dream of wanting to change, but the general agent that had a lot of patience to bring me into this industry, he went to another company after 40 years. I oh. followed him, and I was okay. freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> But where I went, I actually had several more mentors that came into my life and really taught me so much of the news that I needed to spread for clients or per, you know, you know, people in general to educate them with the right set of tools to make better financial decisions. Because again, my passion comes back from not anyone in my life had to stop and say, oh gosh, you know, why rent when you can spend the same amount for a mortgage? He didn't have to say didn't that. Know. 
right? He didn't have to give me that idea. He didn't have to give us that opportunity. You know, I didn't have to have the gal from HR tell me, well, this is the kind of life insurance you want to have just so that you can, you know, at least pay off the house or have something for your kids or, and, and hey, you know, that retirement plan, you want to start saving. I know it's really, really far off, but if you start doing something now, it makes it a lot easier later. So that started to kind of form my foundation, if you will. Okay, yeah. And I have a very faith-based foundation as well, mm. so everything had to be on prayer. Sure. Uh, European mother. Yep. Mothers from Austria. You never talked about money. You never talked about dying, God forbid. Right. And you never went in her purse. So my prayer, if you will, was, uh, okay, God, mom and dad, dad's getting ready to retire. He's 54 years old. And they're going to come in and they're going to talk to my mentor at the time when I was first coming into the industry just to help me decide what I'm going to do. And I just said, well, just, just come in. I won't be in the meeting. I won't do anything. Hmm. And they're sitting there and uh, I can't be there. I'm, you know, I'm not even an earshot away. I'm in another room. And my mom comes out, which very strong accent and everything, fiery red hair and green eyes. And she goes, I love it. Your dad can retire. And I almost fell off the chair. And I went, okay. I guess that's the sign I was asking for. <laughs> and that was a sign I got. And so that's really where my career in the financial services industry started. And uh, I went into a lot of different systems that became much more comprehensive. So it wasn't mm. just being, you know, in the beginning, I thought I would just be a stockbroker. Okay. I wasn't anything close to a stockbroker. So uh, if you can only imagine when I was uh, 28, 29 coming into this industry, that was 98, 99, and 2000. Okay. So 98 and 99, market was doing something similar to what it's doing today. Yep. It's just, it, nothing can stop it. A lot can stop it. Sure. And then 2000 happened. And what happened in 2000? The dot-com bubble. Yep. We have a lot of things that have value similar. The following year, 2001, what happened? 9-11. Yep. The following year, 2002, what happened? It was called corporate corruption. Mm. So WorldCom, Arthur Anderson, a lot of financial things, a lot of laws started to change. The majority of people that I came into the industry with all left. They couldn't, they couldn't survive. Wow. For me, it wasn't an option not to survive. Yeah. I had to take care of my family. I had to take yep. care of my children. And I was always driven. So, again, hard work ethic brought it in there. And yep. obviously, for me, a miracle with my mother saying, yeah, your dad can retire. All is good. All is well. Uh, I just was like, okay, full, full speed ahead. Working a ton and uh, being committed to the process, if you will. Love it. Yeah. Love it. And when, and when did you start Copia Wealth Management? So Copia Wealth Management, I actually had, and this is another part of my life story, I had another company called Financial Coach. Okay. So I've always owned the name Financial Coach, but uh, went through something yep. <laughs> called a really ugly divorce that lasted about three years. Got it. And uh, through the process of all this, and again, that was around 2008, which we had another market correction, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I was advised to, you know, let the business name go based on negotiations that were happening at that sure. time. So after that, 2009, I believe, January of 2009, right around the time of this uh, recording, yep. uh, that's when I actually gave birth, if you will, to Copia Wealth Management and Insurance Services. Wow. So then we transferred into even more things with our own registered investment advisory firm as well years later, and that's Copia Wealth Management Advisors Incorporated. So those are two different levels of our business. Again, I'm a fiduciary, which is different than just a broker or an agent for a company. 
we have to do things that are in the best interest of the consumer. So we're looking at all possibilities of, of all financial tools, not just for one proprietary company, like when I was you know, first with MetLife all those years ago. Wow. So we have, we have to open up the, the can, if you will, and we have a lot more scrutiny on us. So I can only say so many things about yeah. that on, on air, so. I got it. Yeah. Talk about, you know, I know that there's, there, there are several different types of clients that you work with. Mm -hmm you know, from maybe the younger millennial who's kind of starting out to that, you know, 40s, 50 family to the hard charging business owner. Can you speak to each of those groups for a sec? And, you know, what are some of the maybe things that they need to think about? And maybe some questions they need to ask themselves or they should be asking a financial planner, you know, what, as they're in that stage of life? Well, I think it's a great question because the younger let's say millennials, but even yeah. younger than that, if families can start teaching their children coming, you know, coming up when they're starting to learn about money, but really that relationship with children about money is mom and dad's going to give it to me. Yep. Right. But if they understand even the, uh, the foundation of starting to save now, I did something with my son years ago. Mm. I said, if you save money, I'll match it. Kind of like a 401k. We would match it and put it into his bank Love account. It. And he still wants me to do that today at 21, but it's not <laughs> probably going to happen the same way. Uh, college was just finished for him, so you know all yep. those bills got paid. But, but if we can start to educate our children, even if they're three or four years old, you know, look at Mary Poppins all those years ago, the old classic, and they talked about toppins, right? These little right. half pennies that you could save and what they could do to compound. Well, if it translates even to that, let's say mid 20 something or that. 30 something or even 32 to 35, mm. they think that they have so much time. And if you want to erase time to be able to have more liquidity use and control of your money at a younger age so you can make decisions, decisions about retiring earlier, travel, what's important to you, what are your goals, the younger you start doing those things, the bigger the freedoms become. So each demographic of age, whether they're in their 20s or their 30s, you know, starting to approach 40 to 45, it's, every stage is a little bit different, but if we can actually tell ourselves, instead of lie to ourselves, that we have to have X amount of dollars to live and I'm too afraid to put money over here, you're gonna be too afraid when you get to retirement that it may never happen because you're not mm. gonna have enough money. Even if you have a big bucket of money, half a million dollars, 750, a million, two million, it seems like you have enough, but are you keeping up with inflation? Right. We don't have a clue. Right. We just spoke about something. We just spoke about something recently, and it was, uh, you know, someone retiring today. So this is the retirement yeah. demographic, okay? That retirement demographic, they're, they're thinking, well, gosh, if I have 110000 or $120,000 after taxes, that's my net, my, my tax-free income, if you will, from all of my assets, I'll be fine for the rest of my life. It's hard to think this way because in California, it's a little bit different than let's say the Midwest, we might not need as much, but here we need that much more and more, right? So yep. I looked at, st you know, statistically over the last 20 years, what's the biggest thing that hurts us when it comes to our cash flow? It's inflation. Yep. So in the last 20 years, inflation has been an average of 3.22%. So I looked at something as well, what the national average of income was, it was around 47,000, and I asked for the average income in San Diego, which was about 52,000. Hmm. We think when we're talking about this, that's not enough money, right? Right. 
So when we see this and we say, okay, in 10 years, if I have a, if I have a 55-year-old today that wants to retire or a 60-year-old that wants to retire today, and in 10 years they're either 65 or 70, that 52,000 needs to be something more like 74, almost 75,000 based on inflation. If we don't have our money working harder for us yep. to be able to produce that, that's a problem. And then in 20 years, that 52,000 needs to be closer to 100,000. Our money acts completely different in retirement than it does while we're working for money. Working for money, we get pay raises, we get bonuses, we get incentives for doing a great job. What happens to us in retirement? The money that we worked hard to save at the earliest age we possibly could then pays off. That pays off in, you know, benefits, bonuses, all those things if you plan right. Right, right. But what people don't understand today is that they're not saving enough even if they think it's enough. But I want them to at least start. And if they can start now, let's try to start planning for inflation because that's the insidious tax that people don't realize. And uh, life gets more expensive the longer that the we longer live. The longer you go. And we're planning for living to age 100. Right. With uh, modern medicine, who knows? Yes. With you know medical technology, we're living far longer than you know our parents would or our grandparents. Yep. Um, I had a grandmother that lived to 101. You know, She didn't think she was gonna live that long. Right. And then I have you know, my older sister, she passed at 55. I mean, we don't, we don't understand those things. But if we have liquidity use and control of our money and we're managing our money and actually making good decisions with us, you know, with those decisions and, and making sure that we don't lose money when the market does go down because it's been a little while since 2008. Right. We're ready for those things. Yeah. Are your assets ready? Yep. You know, have you looked at the risk that's associated with them? But can you have good, consistent returns and then also recover when markets do go down? And how quickly can you do it? Is it going to be 12 or 14 years like the average retail consumer? Or is it going to be you know, days, weeks, or months that you can recover by the end of the year? That's the type of structure you want to have. Not many people can do it, but that's kind of part of what we look at when we work with our clients. Love it. I mean, you know, Copia Wealth Management, you guys just, you, you think about it differently, which is really great. Um, want to talk, you know, we're, we're a little tight on time. Want to talk briefly about the book okay. and where people can find you. Sure. And I know you're doing a lot of educational events. Um, you know, maybe touch on, maybe touch on the book and, and okay. how we can get in touch with you. Well, the name of the book is Wealth by Design. Okay. Uh, it's, it's done well. It's been out for a couple of years now. And uh, we do a lot of education for that you know, first and foremost, it's really a process to follow. Mm. There's a couple little simple, you know, solution steps in there, but yeah. uh, people think, oh gosh, if it's just a bad coffee habit, you're picking on me. No, I'm not picking on you. I just want you to see what the lost opportunity cost of doing something that you're giving financial wealth to uh, business entities, to banks, to the government, to financial institutions. Everybody wants your money. So what dollars can you actually recover for you? That's pretty much a big piece of it in that okay. book. And then also, how do you invest in yourself? How do you do all those things? So Wealth by Design is actually available on Amazon, but if you really want to go to okay. our website, which is Elizabeth with an S, Dawson.com, you'll go there, put, you know, click on the book, you'll pull the drop down, it'll either take you right to the link, or you know, give us a call. We'd be honored to, to send you a copy of it as well. So our number is 619-640-2622. People are there all the time to be able to help out. Um, but they can find us everywhere on all of the social media platforms. Just make sure that when you look for Elizabeth, it's spelled with an S, not a Z. Uh, Dawson, there's Elizabeth M. Dawson, there's uh, Copia Wealth Management, there's, you know, we're on LinkedIn, we're on everything. So uh, I find that we get a lot of 
information back, especially for the financial services industry from, from LinkedIn. But uh, even, even now, Instagram has just been something that's kind of blown up. And we didn't expect it, but it's kind of exciting to, to give more education out there to people. Fantastic. Well, thank you for providing so much value. Thank you for coming on and sharing with our network. Folks, you know, track Elizabeth down. Um, you know, go to their website, check them out on Facebook, Instagram, you know, Elizabeth M. Dawson with an S or Copia Wealth Management podcast, Ways to Love Your Money, um, the book Wealth by Design. You know, she's just, she's an educator, she's providing value and she's providing services. And I think money is a topic that we are so undereducated on as a public. There's, you know, you have a responsibility to yourself, your family and the next generation to be aware of what's possible for you and start having those conversations the sooner, the better. So Elizabeth, thank you for coming on. Folks, learn about money, check out Elizabeth Dawson and rise up. Mm -hmm.